You're listening to Die Pod Die, the podcast. Vous écoutez Die Pod Die, le balado. Formerly known as Emily and Ogden, the Montreal artist decided to use her own name, Emily Can, to present her new album, Outro, released on February 22nd on Secret City Records. A collection of nine songs, full of melodic hooks and beautiful indie pop, where Emily's voice and songwriting are really at the forefront. Jason Bajada had the pleasure to talk to her and her producer, Warren Spicer, from Plants and Animals. I hope this podcast will tickle your fancy and bring you to listen to the album as closely as we did. Bonico. It feels very like liberating to be able to detach from like the past era and say like this is, I don't know, because I feel like a more like accomplished person and artist. Yeah, I was always like, who's Ogden? Is it your bandmate? Is it like, and yeah. And I always felt kind of like silly explaining it. And I was just like, why don't I just use my own name? It'll like never go out of style. I'll just keep it simple. Like I felt like I needed to kind of like separate me as a person from like me as an artist, but I realized like there isn't, this is just who I am. <laughs> demos with a musician and I I don't know it wasn't like really working but I was just kind of like trying to get through it and working on like songs that had kind of just been floating around and then I was like okay I guess it's the next album so I should like work on these songs that I've got um, and then yeah we had this night where we, we like played them for some people at my jam space And then I, in my, I was like, I feel like everyone hated it. But then I was like, no, I hate it. Uh, I don't think I was aware of how, like... How sad I was? Yeah. I, I, like, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think I had the backstory about how much crying was going on the well, night before. Well, yeah, but I think you... Then I, I had that, like, call with you, and you were like, just listen, we're just going to jam. Like, we're just going to play music. Like, let's just go to my jam space. And then I was kind of like, okay, everything's fine. And then the week between like when we spoke and we had our like first session, I wrote like six new songs. Yeah. And then that's when I showed you Island that I'd written like just before. Yeah. And then that was like the first thing we worked on. I probably just said like, get over it. And like, let's just fucking, let's just play some music together yeah, and like see what happens. But that's therapy. Yeah. We started working and then we had kind of, we'd have like, a week and a half of sessions and then we wouldn't work for like two months and then we'd have like another like 10 days of sessions um, over the course of like a year and a half, I guess. I'm really self-conscious when I'm writing and practicing in my house and so like my my neighbor who could hear me through the wall was away 
So then I was staying up till like 5 a.m. every night. And like I had this new, like I was like, okay, just stop like trying so hard. And <laughs> we were just like sitting listening to one of the songs. They, a lot of the songs have outros on them. And we were like, oh, this outro is the best moment on the album. We should call it this. And then I kind of, we were like, oh, that sounds really cool too. And then I thought about it more and I was like, I think it makes a lot of the sense thematically as well. contains a lot of the original like demo you know people around Emily like the you know the team they're like oh this is dope we like it keep going keep working he's like okay cool we just keep going and they're like in the in our mind we're like oh we'll re-record the demo at some point and like so we tried that and then yeah as we're working on stuff we're like oh we tried some different musicians on different things here and there and then yeah. didn't use any I mean we there's a great there's one great drum fill on, on Island, <laughs> which is, you know, like we hired, you know, we had Robbie Cooster from Patrick Watson's band play drums, and the only thing I kept was a drum fill. You know? <laughs> course of the album was like the production started very naive and then ended up much more sophisticated by the end of it because I didn't know what I was doing uh, I'd never made a record like this before so there was a lot of just like let's figure out how to make you know synth and drum beats and the drum machine so like Philippe Bro, who you've worked with yeah. you know like we worked with him for a bit and it, it felt like a first record for me too like I've produced a lot of other records but like this one was particularly like funny because we didn't really know, neither one of us really knew what we were doing. <laughs> they, I mean, obviously Emily knew how to play harp in six songs, but, <laughs> but everything else was like, I don't know, like, just, let's just try it out and see what happens. And then like, okay, that's a drum beat. And I was like, oh, I'll buy a drum machine. And then like, oh, I'll figure out how to yeah. use it. And then like, as the project, you know, as it, as it rolls on, it's like, oh, I think I'm, I'm like a little bit better at this. And, you know, you gain some confidence. And then, I don't know, you listen to, cool records that sound kind of like that and get ideas and yeah i feel like that's a lot of i kept like throwing up references of like 
pop stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I need it to sound like this. Yeah. And like, then, okay, let me listen to it. <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. Let's, I, I can figure this out. It's not really pop music because it's it's too like it it like it, it like demands too much from the listener, you know, to be actual pop music, which is like it's just like you need to like it's a listening experience, you know, it's not, it's not like, a, it's not full of candy, it's not full of hooks, it's like there's time, there's a lot of time, there's a lot of space, there's a lot of things that don't work, that are not generally in pop music. So it was kind of, it's a fun place to be because you get to pull from the like current modern pop production ideas, but you have to cut everything down to bite-sized pieces that everybody can, you know, like consume really quickly because you're not making a pop record. I think that a record sounds the way it does because we recorded all the takes or like live takes of just me playing harp and singing like all the way through and a lot of them are just like we just took a take and you know we didn't do like a lot of comping we're just like it was just here's a cool performance and that was like the whole song and then we just spent like hours and hours like building a world around each of those performances. Yeah, and I think that like the harp tone is not very like representative of like a typical like it's not a classical sounding harp. It's not like a it's not like a pretty harp. It's always it's like going through an amp generally, and there's like some degree of like it's it's not pretty. You know, it's a harp by nature is kind of pretty. So as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, it's a harp. I'm like in dreamland, you know. But like the actual harp is like really complicated instrument to record, and it's full of all these frequencies and like. And in a way, like it also, the harp on the album doesn't feel very like, uh, it doesn't feel like a, a star. It's just another player on the album. When I heard it tonight, I was like, oh, the, I mean, the, the, the clear star, just Emily's singing. It's her and it's the song and everything else. There's cool stuff going on, but it, it's not like, the harp isn't, there's some songs where there's not harp until later on in the song and whatever. So it's, you know, the leaving the moniker behind, you're also like, you also kind of left that relationship of being like yeah. harp woman, harp, harp you know, harp lady, like <laughs> hear my hear my harp. <laughs> so it was much easier to we didn't we didn't have to worry about that. So it was like if you don't hear the harp, then so what? Or if the harp sounds like it's going through a like a crappy guitar amp, and that's cool, then well, that's fine too. We don't have to we don't have to maintain this like oh kind of like aesthetic of being like pretty beautiful harp all the time, you know.
from like a state of deep sadness is like when I'm inspired, like a lot of writers. Um, I guess doing more like pop writing now and writing sessions with like friends and stuff, it's kind of, I'm like digging into playing characters or just like, you kind of just pull from like the, this like common like um, lexicon of like words that we all use and like you kind of go towards like generic things and then try and like flip them but you're just playing like a character that's maybe um, something that everyone's felt and yeah I'm trying to like have fun with that a bit but definitely like my own material is super yeah. personal and sad and I don't know if I want to release things that aren't that personal. But I think it's like the record that I wanted to make at the beginning before I had a crisis. Like it ended up being that just by like experimenting.